Hey y'all, I'm Brooke Hoover, a Louisiana native, actor, writer, and comedian. I've lost 100 pounds through diet and exercise, or shall I say, lifestyle changes. My 20 year and counting health journey has taught me that just like taking a diet pill for weight loss, body positivity doesn't magically happen overnight. I'm working on regaining my self-esteem and rekindling my love affair with Cajun and Southern comfort food in a healthier way, all the while juggling eating as clean as I can, reestablishing myself in the entertainment industry, which, as we know, is historically fat-phobic, all the while showing my inner fat girl some love. That's fat with a PH. Pretty hot and tempting. Let me tell y'all a tale or two. Hey y'all, today I'm going to talk about three easy plant-based quickies. They are these recipes or concoctions, I shall say, I dare not call them recipes, that I always have in my fridge and or freezer and or pantry that are my go-tos. Because while I may talk a good game about my love of Louisiana and Southern specific food, as we already know, these are occasional foods. They're not foods I eat every day. The foods I eat every day are pretty much protein, lean protein, a lot of beans, maybe too many beans. Good thing I'm recording this podcast alone in my closet. No, I'm joking. I'm not joking. But regardless, um, it's beans and lean meats and a lot, a lot, a lot of vegetables. And this whole plant-based thing, it sounds so, mm, like, oh, snobby, pretentious. And it really shouldn't be. To me, what plant-based means is that you don't have to be vegan. You don't have to be paleo. You can just be a person who wants to get more fruits and vegetables into your life. And ideally, for me, it's more vegetables because as I have talked about already with polycystic ovarian syndrome, we want to keep the sugars low, even if they are natural sugars, like sugars occurring in apples. So let's tell some tales, right? So on a daily basis, I'm trying to eat a balance of complex carbohydrates. Yes, carbohydrates can be the devil, but they can also be wonderful, especially complex carbohydrates. We will talk about my still cut oat concoction on another episode and protein and of course these plants. It's not super easy to get vegetables into your life all the time. Fruit is a lot easier to eat on the go and if you're like me, it is very hard to eat a lot of raw vegetables all the time and my acupuncturist actually has said it's better to eat cooked vegetables, especially in the winter, because it lines up with your body and your system. Your body's not having to work as hard to break all that down. So something I love is I love a good old stir fry. And you may laugh, um, but something my mom used to always go to, she loved that walk. Back in the 80s, it seems like in the 70s, 80s, a walk was such a big thing. And it still is, and it still should be. So imagine like this Cajun lady, my mama, making stir fry, if you will. So I kind of riff on that. And while fresh vegetables are obviously always best, right? Because they're crunchier, they taste just wonderful. They're not always the quickest, easiest, or cheapest. So I'm a big fan of keeping a couple bags of those frozen stir fry mixes in your fridge. Now, FreshWise Trader Joe's does a wonderful job of having kind of this uh, plastic 
box, uh, what's it like, I guess, Tupperware of it already chopped up. That's fresh. That's great. But again, the frozen ones are just fine. And when you cook them down, the frozen vegetables will leave off some water. And that's okay, because I say let's use that to our advantage, because we're going to make like kind of a healthier sauce with it, if you will. So to flavor stir fries, the flavor profile, as Chef Amburel would say, is GGS, garlic, ginger, scallions. I had to think for a while because I call scallions green onions. Um, I mean, I know that they're scallions, but I always call them green onions because I get shallots and scallions mixed up. And one time I was at Just Salad ordering and I said, please, can you add some green onions to the mix? And they were like, oh, do you mean scallions? And I got schooled at Just Salad, one of those like um, salad buffet kind of make your own salad concoction places. And I felt really dumb. So anyways, Chef Amperwell calls it GGS, ginger, garlic, scallions. I call it GGG, ginger, garlic, green onions. That is your flavor profile, right? So what I will do is I will saute down some fresh onions if I don't have green onions, along with ginger, garlic, get that going, add in your frozen vegetables or fresh if you like. And again, if it's frozen, embrace that sauce because then you're going to add in either some soy sauce or some liquid aminos. So let's talk a little bit about liquid aminos versus soy sauce. So I used to think liquid aminos was an alternative to soy sauce because at one point soy is the devil. And yes, you do not want to intake a high level of soy because it can mess up your estrogen levels, right? But I think a little soy sauce occasionally will not kill you. Now me, I have to be careful for high blood pressure, right? So I have a family history of high blood pressure. I'm a hyper personality. I'm a crazy beast. So my blood pressure is always a little bit more elevated. Don't worry, my doctor is monitoring it. I do not need to hear a ton of schooling on this. There will probably be another episode about this or several episodes as I navigate lowering my blood pressure, but a low sodium soy sauce, or let's talk about liquid aminos. So back to what I was talking about, liquid aminos do not replace the soy factor versus soy sauce. They replace the gluten factor. So liquid aminos and tamari are gluten-free, but they are still made from soybeans. Their liquid aminos are basically soybeans broken down. They don't contain the chemical preservatives, but they have retained uh, those building blocks of protein. That's what basically amino acids are. I hope that makes sense. So bottom line, if you are avoiding gluten, do tamari or do liquid aminos. If you are avoiding high sodium, do a low sodium soy sauce. Now there's this whole thing on healthline.com. There was a survey, a survey, a study about MSG and I was always taught MSG is a bad thing, avoid MSG, avoid MSG. But the study said that the umami flavor in MSG and in a lot of Asian cooking actually is good about satiating you and making you feel full. I don't know. I, again, I'm still a child of the 80s, so I avoid MSG like the plague. But I hope this little recipe helps. So basically, ginger, garlic, scallions, or green onions, and I like extra onions, if you don't have the onions, 
and frozen or fresh stir fry vegetables and um, add a little soy sauce or whatever to your liking, liquid aminos, and hot sauce, of course. Sriracha is my favorite go-to for Asian cooking. That's one of my go-tos and it's no meat. You can add meat to it if you want. You could Sometimes what I'll do is I'll heat up a piece of salmon separately, but that's a huge way to get into your vegetables and you can make enough to have for the next couple of days. Another thing I love to do, I love this gadget. I have so many kitchen gadgets, way too many kitchen gadgets, right? Like the KitchenAid mixer is the Jesus of my kitchen gadgets. But I would say like the Apostle is the spiralizer, and then there's another kitchen gadget I have, which is the Houdini, which is like a wine opener. My mom got me ages ago, but she still calls it the rabbit. And so like at parties or when people come over, my mom's always like, Brooke, where's your rabbit? Brooke, where's your rabbit? Brooke, where's your rabbit? And we all know that the rabbit is also something else other than a little bunny that hops. We're going to leave it at that. So spiralize those bad boys. I'm a big fan of just getting a zucchini. You don't have to chop off the end. In fact, don't chop off the end because it will be much more difficult and just start spiralizing, spiralizing, spiralizing. I get a little bit of mushrooms, garlic. I saute it down and I add pasta sauce. And I have a lot of Italian friends because I live in the New York, New Jersey area, and they are probably going to kill me right now. All the nannies in their graves are like, oh my God, I'm going to kill this girl. I'm can't do an Italian accent and I will not try. But I use jarred pasta sauce. I know. I mean, I'm from Louisiana. I can't make pasta sauce from scratch. Here's the deal with pasta sauce, though. That can have a lot, a lot, a lot of sugar, like upwards of 12 grams or more. And you especially do not want to have a lot of added sugar, right? Like a serving of pasta sauce can have five grams of added sugar. And that's about as much as like two tablespoons of almond milk creamer. It just to me, it's it's like, no, I'm trying to get in my vegetables. I do not want too much sugar. So here are a few brands. They're not sponsoring this. Nobody's sponsoring this yet. Fingers crossed. Hey, guys, if you want to sponsor me, I'm here. But lower sugar brands include Rao's, I cannot pronounce it, do not judge me, R-A-O apostrophe S. They usually sell them at Costco, a lot of stores. I'm sure you could buy it online. Honestly, I'm not crazy about this brand. I find it a little too runny. I prefer a chunkier pasta sauce, especially when you are cooking with vegetables as your pasta base because zucchini is very waterlogged. So obviously when you're spiralizing it, you do want to kind of squeeze that bad boy with um, a paper towel. Also, Prego, no sugar added, and Barilla, low sugar. Those are two of my faves. And again, you can also put meat into this cook meat on the side, whatever you want to do. But again, plant-based means plants are the primary. They're the, um, they're the star of the show, right? And the meat and the cheese and whatever else you want to add are the co-stars, but you don't even have to add meat or cheese. And another favorite go-to of mine is the Mexican-style cauliflower rice from Trader Joe's. It's frozen, and it's cauliflower rice with some chopped up peppers and a lot of spices. And now we know I'm from Louisiana. I love my spice. But to me, 
it's too much spice in one bag of this cauliflower rice from Trader Joe's. So with the Mexican style cauliflower rice, I also will add one bag of plain cauliflower rice. So it's one to one. So you just basically get that bad boy going down, you know, you cook the frozen stuff down. I like to also add some sauteed peppers, like red and yellow peppers to it, and um, a thing of canned black beans. And it makes like this fun little rice and beans concoction. Now, there's also a lot of tales about cauliflower and cruciferous vegetables wreaking havoc on the thyroid if you have hypothyroidism. And hypothyroidism is something I have also battled with. I'm just on the border to where I don't need meds. And I don't, as we know, I do not like to go on prescription medication. So I'm actively treating it with diet, acupuncture, herbs. So there's this whole question of, will cruciferous vegetables mess me up and make my thyroid issue worse if I have hypothyroidism? And I talked with my former acupuncturist about this in length. And basically, the good outweighs the bad with cauliflower and cruciferous vegetables. Because honestly, you'd have to eat like two pounds of cauliflower in a serving for it to really mess up your thyroid. And honestly, I don't want to be around anyone. I don't want to be around myself. If I or this person, that person have eaten two pounds of cauliflower in a sitting. Mm. So I hope all of this helps y'all. Remember, they're basically three different types of cuisine. We're going for Asian, we're going for Italian, or we're going for Mexican, but it's just all plant-based and it's all things that are already done for you, starting with fresh and or frozen vegetables, adding in a couple things, and keeping in mind that the things you add in should be low sugar, low sodium if you want to be extra healthy. Well, thanks so much for listening and y'all go get some plants in. I sure am. Thanks so much for listening, y'all. It is my hope to inspire, uplift, and entertain you with this Who's Dat Fat Girl podcast. So if you're hungry for more, you can book me to speak or perform my solo show that inspired this podcast, Fat Girl Costumes, written by yours truly and directed by Brian Lady at your virtual or in-person event. Please visit brookhoover.com slash fluffybuttproductions or email me at contactbrookhoover at gmail.com for more info. And let's follow each other on Instagram. I'm at brookhoover. And the O's in my name are not the letter O. They're zeros. Not because I want to be a size zero, but because I guess I'm just so clever with my late 90s Yahoo self. And if you like this podcast, which I really hope you do, please give me a five-star rating and write a review on Apple Podcasts. And most importantly, share this with your friends, family, and other people you may know who are as fat as we are. That's fat with a PH.